Hey, I'm Elena. And I'm Abby. And we're the Visionaries. Here we discuss fashion, culture, and art. And today's theme is water. Okay, Milena. Mm, we're yes, going to start off with some water symbolism, okay? So this is kind of fun. I couldn't actually find a lot. Like, I found a lot of words. Yeah. Do you have something you want to say? Well, I'll let you go because I have an idea of what I think water symbol, like a big symbol of it is. Okay. But... Um, so, like, there's a lot. There's a lot it symbolizes. And I found not a lot where people were diving in kind of deep. Yeah. And let's get real here. Symbolism is kind of tricky to nail down because, like, it's all about how people interpret it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to give you some of the things that water symbolizes and kind of talk about how I interpret that. Gotcha. Okay. First off, purity and cleanliness. <laughs> we see this a lot, especially in the Bible. Yeah. Like, okay. obviously, you know, like washing clean of sin and Jesus washes people's feet and stuff. And like, ew. But, <laughs> you know, so and then obviously kind of, kind of an obvious side of that is we bathe in water as well. You know, that's oh, how yeah. we clean ourselves. So it's not clean. But anyway, yeah. So I just feel that like that's very, very um, prominent symbolism, especially in religion. Yeah. That was the one thing I was thinking because I was just thinking back to like my like religious classes I took in college and I felt like water was very like the symbol of like rebirth or like the starting of a society mm-hmm. like it kind of gave the notion like a lot of stuff what I do have one about that oh, okay but it's kind of like everything comes from water was kind of like a yeah. notion and some a lot of like different biblical and religious texts and stuff mm-hmm. that I read so I just thought of that but yes. yeah <laughs> next we have power Ooh. which I feel like I have if you ever have ever experienced a, pl- a flood or a tsunami you know the power that water possesses, and we live in a community that floods Shit usually time. usually at least once a year minor, and then every few years we get hit with a pretty major flood as well. Yeah. And, like, obviously, I know, I've, you know we've both seen the ocean, the massive waves along the ocean, or created in rivers and lakes during high winds. Like, if you've ever, like, I've been on the Mississippi when it's been really, really windy, and it's actually quite scary. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's water is really choppy, and it's it's spooky. I've been in the wave pool at the aisle. <laughs> Honestly, this past, when Taylor and I were at the Dells, yeah. like, we both almost drowned in the wave pool. You get at so the Dells. with it. it. was, no, you do. Yeah. And you, if, it's like, if, you know, you, like, hit the bottom, you, like, jump up when it's, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, if you miss it by, like, a second, you're, you're like, fucked. <laughs> Exactly. Um, next, I have, you know, like castles and strongholds yeah. that were built along water, not only had options for trade routes, um, which meant more money, obviously, and because it made easier it is to trade, the more wealthy usually the country. Um, and they were are also more protected from land attacks and um. water attacks if they were situated on a cliff, you know, a cliff face, because then you really only have one side you gotta watch. Yeah. So that's my little bit on power. Do you have anything else you think goes along with that? The power part of it? Power. No, that's yeah, what it is. No, it's, water's quite scary, actually. You forget, yeah, because you think it's, like, so calming. And it is uh-huh. and stuff. But then, like, when it gets mad, it gets mad. Yeah. Next is wisdom and grace. So I'm not near as confident trying to piece this one together. But for wisdom, um, well, for grace, I have really simply um, when water's calm. It, yeah. It's very smooth and very obviously fluid. You know, like kind of that. You Have you seen it where it's like poured? It's like very like, you know, there's no dips. In it. It's just like smooth all the way around. Yeah, it. yeah, you yeah. Seen yeah. That? yeah. You know, it's like that's very graceful. You know, yeah. People, you 
you know, it's, oh, people, you know, if you move with grace, it's like you're, you know, with water, whatever. Okay, so then with the wisdom part, which I feel like is more interesting. I can, all I could think about was kind of the fact that water is so prevalent in the world and in people. You need to like drink it to be alive. I feel like it could be interpreted as like an understanding of life. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. like along with the fact that the ocean then is like piecing then together with the fact that the ocean is large and deep and we don't actually there's a lot that people don't know. You think about how how much we still get surprised by the ocean all the time oh, yeah. now. Then there's just this thing that you thought was the edge of the world isn't. And it's so huge like that. I just feel like that is very symbolized for like, oh, like learning and things we don't understand, even though I think that might be a bit more of a modern concept like that one. Yeah. But well, I mean, you also think of all the ancient myths and everything. Like, the waters always had such giant monsters. Or, oh, yeah. you go by that island, this monster, this, this. You know, there was always so many different monsters and stuff within the waters. And so many different mythologies and stuff yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It, that, I feel like that all, like, kind of, like, connects to that. Exactly. Next is beauty. And I feel like this one's obvious. Um, If you don't find water beautiful, you're wrong. Yeah, dead ass. Because, like, I think ugh, it's very easy. And then not only... I don't want to say too much on it because I'll, I'll hit on it when I talk about um, my one of my paintings. But you know, water is just beautiful to look at. Oh, yeah. Next, I have creation. So lots of ancient myths. Um, the waters of chaos. Everything yes. was born from the waters of chaos and will return to it. And yeah, like lots and lots of things have like, oh, you know, coming from the, you know, like just, yeah, symbolizes the beginning of, of the world kind of thing. And oh, yeah. obviously, you know, like, yeah, like death and rebirth kind of thing. Now, a modern view on on water for, you know, symbolism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seen as a commodity, so kind of like riches um, um. because water is bought and sold. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, and this has been led to believe that it can be a reason for some of the issues that we have today, you know, dealing with, you know, like global warming and environmental concerns is the lack of respect for water in the natural world. Oh, 100%. because we really only talk about this symbolism when kind of viewing art, literature, and yeah, you know, sometimes fashion, anything that's really not something that everybody deals with. That's when we talk about the symbolism of water. When in the past it had been everybody like daily lives, you pass things talking about you know like the sanctity of water your whole life, and then now that's not a thing. So yeah. you just don't respect it anymore. I mean, like, people built whole civilizations around water. Yeah. that's just how, like, important it was in their life. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So that is kind of led to believe, you know, kind of why people don't care about it as much, really. Yeah. So I think that is a good segue into what you are talking about. Yeah. And just kind of caring about water. Um, something we're going to talk about is, like, kind of sustainability issues with water within the fashion industry. This also kind of goes with other industries, but I mm-hmm. really know it from a fashion standpoint. So that's where I'm going to take you to it. And I also looked up stuff. So, But water with microplastics. And so if you don't know what micro, microplastics are, they're fragments of tiny pieces of plastic. And it says that they're less than 5 millimeters um, or 0.2 inches. And so that's kind of like a quarter. Really tiny. Yeah, like super tiny. Normally they're a lot tinier, but like that's like the biggest it can be. Um and so they're the that's according to the U.S. National Oceanic Atmosphere Administration, the N O A A A. Damn, might have added too many A's. Um, but basically, like microplastics end up in our water from our plastic waste and just different shit in there. So, um, 
It's made from like synthetic rubbers, which were released in the particles. And a big thing that this comes from is our clothing. Really? Yeah, because our clothes more and more nowadays are very synthetic oh, and fake and man-made. Like, is it like the fibers breaking it's down? It's the fibers breaking oh, down. Oh my God. So when you have a like polyester shirt or spandex, I give like a list in a hot minute, um, and you wash your clothes... The chemical compounds of the fibers in your clothes when it's washed are breaking down constantly. You're not going to notice it, you know. Yeah. You're not going to, maybe for a hot minute, you won't see it for a long time. But those fibers, those little pieces of microplastics break off from your clothing because they're being worn down as you wash them. And then they enter our water supply. Yeah. Did you, Is it true that, I've read somewhere that you eat like like a credit card's worth of microplastic every year? Um, I don't have that exact fact, but I do have, like... Something similar. What's, yeah, like, kind of yeah. gives you a little more and, idea. I mean, if it's in your clothes, like, I, I believe it, you know? Yeah. And um, so microplastics in the textiles are called microfibers. And, you know, check the label of your clothes to see what you have. I'm sure I'm wearing some. And so some uh, different synthetic fibers are polyester, nylon, spandex, acrylic, um, like a poly... Anything with poly in front of it. Terrible. Which, what? <laughs> Anything? No, I'm just supposed to Oh, I didn't know if you... Because Abby's checking her shirt <laughs> I was right now. trying to find So I didn't know if she was able to read it or not. Um, there's nothing on that tag, so I have to try to see if there's one in there. But yeah, they're all... Um, they can be released, and it goes into the water and the air. And so um, they've been found in everything we eat and drink. And yeah, so... I've heard that they've been found in even, like... I don't know if it's organic, but, like, naturally grown products. Probably. Like, like in like lettuce and stuff like people oh yeah found. because like it's and i'm like our, that if it's in the, if it's in the produce it's in our water system and like when i first heard about it it was like we wash our clothes the water drains into water sources water sources eventually get to like rivers lakes and oceans and then the fish eat it and then it's in our fish and we're cutting open fish and there's plastic in the fish and it's like and we eat yeah. the fish that has the plastic well, now it's so much more of, like, it's so much in our water. Like, yeah, it's probably in the water that um, waters the lettuce. And well, so, say, well, it's, yeah, it's in the water that, it's in, it's in the water that, you know, feeds animals and then they it's poop the it out and it's in the fertilizer drink. and it's, yeah. yeah. It's, because it, once it gets into our water system, it gets everywhere because water is. Everywhere. Our whole life. Yeah. Um, and so they've really deeply entered our food chain. And so we're at risk for us is even higher. Um, no location on Earth is safe from these fibers since they can end up in the air, too. And they can travel for um, kilometers, and so I'm going to say miles, too, <laughs> um, before they settle down. And so microplastics, um, microplastic pollution has been detected in human blood for the first time. Scientists finding these tiny particles almost 80% of the people they tested. Oh, my God. Um, this discovery shows the particles can travel around the body and may lodge in organs. The impact of the health is yet unknown because it's still kind of like... Yeah, well, kind of a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but researchers are concerned that as microplastics may cause jam- damage to the human cells. Um, and it's just kind of talking about like we should be concerned by it. People and, are not concerned, though. No, nobody People like, don't care. knows about this. And they're like, oh, microplastics? <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> oh, so we eat a little plastic every year. Yeah. <laughs> and now Can you, you should. imagine... What, like, the conspiracy theorists will get to. They're already concerned that they're getting chipped in something. Wait till they find out there's plastic in their blood. Oh. Like, <laughs> um, um, they will be running rampant. So, looking at some of the visual aids, I just thought there's, like, a little Petri dish type looking thing of, like, yeah. microplastics in it. And I thought this looks so gross. Yeah. Um, We have 
that, you know, they go through the body, microplastics. Oh, that it is shown that microplastics were 10 times higher in feces of babies compared to adults because when babies feed with plastic bottles, they're swallowing millions of microplastic particles throughout the day. And like every bottle is made of plastic. I mean, there's oh some God. glass ones, maybe. Yeah. I we used to work at a daycare, and all I really remember is plastic there's bottles. Al- there's only plastic, really. Like unless you, spe- I'm not even sure that if you walk into a store that you could find a glass bottle. Yeah, and makes me want to switch back to using glass. I'm using a plastic cup right now. I'm using metal. I'm like, I feel like I want to switch back now to a glass. Um, but yeah, and so then the other picture, it's. So there's this company and it kind of showed us like how like you wash your clothes and it gets the food system what we eat and there's a cute little infographic about that. But this company called um, the Guppy Friend Washing Bag. And so what happens is with this washing bag is you put your clothes in it and you wash your clothes in that bag and it's supposed to keep all like the microplastics in. Like it has a really fine mesh mm-hmm. and it's like a big filter system. So when you wash your clothes, it's not getting released into the water system. And then what do you do like like how what do you do with the bag then like do you dump do you have to like try to shake it out somewhere or what it's effective filters microphones they don't break or lose any fibers in itself i didn't say shake it out. i feel like no that's just me pulling shit out of my ass let me be clear about that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't it, i didn't put that down there i just wanted to let you guys because i like it's a really heavy topic so i wanted to kind of give you a solution yeah as we talked about it um maybe eventually you do shake out some stuff maybe it's kind of like you have sand and like maybe yeah. just I don't know where you'd really put it because you put it in the t- trash. I mean, it's gonna, whatever. Yeah. Maybe it just gets stuck into the fibers of the bag. Maybe. I don't really know. But that is um, microplastics. Um, hopefully, I'm not scaring anyone too much. It's a bit of a heavier topic. But I do have a certificate in sustainability. And when we talk about water. <laughs> not, not the, if I do have a certificate in sustainability. Yeah, no. And I just, I my mind always thinks about it, it now. It is a heavy topic, but people need to hear it. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know. First off, world is shit right now. Oh yeah. I, f- I feel like it's been shit for a hot sec, and it's really it's, it's it's very heavy. But there's just so many things that we like, and I feel like with everything, not to place one more important than the other, but I feel like this problem is getting worse. Oh, hundred percent. And worse and worse, and the the more we let it go, the worse it's going to be. And so I just like, this is something that, that affects every single person living on this planet. And nobody seems to care about it. It's, it's not really, on a major scale, at least, you know? So many things just don't get the like light and resources. I don't want to say they used to get because they never really did. Mm-hmm. But I feel like before the pandemic, there's a lot of attention being brought to a lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. But now that the world's like been on fire for three years, a lot of stuff's getting swept under the rug even more. And just everything else, like with the war and all this stuff, it's like a really turbulent time. And it's going to be super overwhelming, not even just this, but all that. And it's just like educating yourself. And yeah, it's heavy and it might bum you out, but it's like just the more you know. Yeah. It's just, it honestly is better. My favorite things to see when it comes to the topics of sustainability and, you know, eco-friendly is, um, I actually just saw a video the other day about it. And it's just like small things that, small and inexpensive, that's key. Yeah. Things that you can do to be more green every day. Because let's get real here. At the bottom of it, it's not people like us. It's not everyday people. It's corporations. It's big companies yeah. who do this a lot of it. That's who's at the root of the cause. But, like, she was, like, oh, talking about, like, where you can buy um, 
concentrated soaps, you know, like hard soaps. So that way, oh you know, that comes yeah. in boxes. So that way, you know, and how to use them then too. She was showing you how, cause like somebody, it was like in a jar yeah. was like, like a little glass jar was the dish soap. And she, somebody's like, oh, well, how do you use that? And she goes, well, here I have this brush and it's like a bamboo brush. And she goes, I get the brush wet and I do this. And then I, you know, wash my, wash my pan with it. She goes, and because it's super concentrated, there's no water in it. It's you don't have to use a lot then. And it's like, you know, like I love those small changes because it yeah. is overwhelming. And for a lot of people, it's not physically and financially possible for them to go completely green, you know? Yeah. And like, you don't have to switch everything right away. Like do I it did like a little bit at a time. And like, it's just little things. Like I try to do a more like eco-friendly deodorant. I did have a bad reaction to it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep trying. I think my next thing is I wanted to do um, the bar soap for like your shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. I wanted to try that for a hot minute. So I'm going to try that next. Um, but I've heard so many good things about this deodorant company. I'm not going to name drop them, but um, it just wasn't for me. But I also feel like my skin can be like sensitive sometimes, mm-hmm. especially in like armpit area. But you know what? Just find little things you can change. Like I use reusable like Ziploc bags now. I use I yeah I say I have a, only I only have a couple of those because they're quite expensive. I found and a pack at Walmart. I I found a pack at Walmart too. It was like two for ten. Which yeah, is that's like the cheapest like one I could find so far. But um, I, I have um, the wool balls in my lawn for my, f- instead of dryer sheets. Oh, nice. But, you know, essential oils in them. So okay. Th- those are nice. But yeah, just I, finding little things that work for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Those are your little sustainability PSA from us. Is that the end of your topic? Yes. Okay, so now we are popping over to do a quick little segment of my favorite art featuring water. So, they are very, very recognizable paintings. Um, Number one, The Birth of Venus by Sandro Botticelli. Um, It's gorgeous. Oh. I can't get over it. I love it. And my one of my favorite things is seeing, like, recreations of it. Oh, yes. Uh, it's awesome. I just, it's it's soft. It, the colors, the shading, it feels very ethereal. Which, obviously, it, if you don't know what um, the birth of Venus is, it is a painting depicting, get this, the birth of Venus, the goddess. Um, the goddess of love, beauty, fertility, I'm pretty sure, something yeah. else. Anyway, and it is her riding to the shore on a seashell. She is naked as everybody else is the day they're born. She's got long flowing hair and um, I can't remember the name of the God that's like blowing her to the whatever. But then there's like a woman waiting on the shore with like this beautiful patterned dress and this beautiful patterned piece of fabric to like drape over her. And it's just, it, the, the water is so calm and it's just, it's so, it's magical. Really. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to have a little bit of a flex. I have seen this painting in real life. No, you have I have. I fucking oh. stared at it for, I think, a good solid half an hour. Yeah. I It was in the Uffazi Museum in Florence, Italy. I studied abroad there for a month. And I just, I knew this painting was in there. And that was, like, the one. There's, like, a couple of paintings. Where I'm like, oh, I need to see these. Yeah. And it's huge, first off. Good. I didn't good, realize good. how big it was. It, I'm trying to find something in your room. Oh, I don't even know. My it's TV, probably maybe? that whole width of, like, that wall. Really? That big? That's yeah, huge. Yeah, at least. It's probably, like, the whole width of that I wall. I love it when they're big. It's probably, like, I, like maybe seven, eight feet wide. Not to be a hater, but you want to have the one painting I couldn't care less if I ever see in my entire life? The Mona Lisa? Yep. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a little bit overhyped. I'm and gonna, yeah, I'm afraid, and like, it'd be super overhyped. It's, like, t- it's small. Oh, really? It, yeah, it's only like this. 
Oh. It's only it's only probably oh my god what I think I can only think of a piece of paper that I have like relatively close to it. it's like like a like an eleven by seventeen oh okay which is, you know, which is like that oh yeah I, that's about all as big as damn it is. yeah yeah no, no this thing is huge that's great it's like six I would to eight love feet to long see it someday. oh it's absolutely gorgeous I absolutely love it and oh no so that's yes. one of my favorite paintings so the the colors are they're very contrasting actually um the main points of the painting are very light and pastel but it has kind of a dark background a little bit so very contrast from like what your it really keeps your eye moving throughout the entire piece mm-hmm. the the style is very soft everything is soft my favorite points of this are i love venus herself oh yeah i love the pose she's in her skin is like it is just very very smooth and she's not she's thin but she's not super thin mm-hmm. so she just looks very like kind of rounded around the edges and i love her hair I love it when hair seems to have a bit of like a mind of its own. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love the fabric as well that the woman is holding and of her dress. Just very, oh, yes. very lovely. So I, yes, I just, and the shell, very mermaid-like. The whole thing is very magical feeling. I love it. Do you have any other po- topics of this? I just love it. And that's just like all the Greek and Roman mythology. Yes, she was like that born goes, from the mm-hmm. sea and it's just like. I remember, like, I remember seeing this picture back in, like, sixth grade or something in, like, a history class. And then, like, oh, okay. And then slowly, like, learning the mythology and, like, fully and understanding it. And then just become it. obsessed. And, like, becoming obsessed and then also fully realizing, oh, it's the actual birth of Venus. Yeah. Because <laughs> it took – and I was probably, like, high school, middle school when it actually fully clicked. When I, I saw the, like, the painting, I was told the myth. And then I was, like – Oh, it's like, I don't know why. It clicks. I remember it took a hot minute for it to click for me. Yeah. But I, no, I just love it. Isn't it funny when that happens though? I feel like that happens quite often. Like, fuck, we've actually been talking about this the entire time. Oh, it's it's called the birth of Venus because it was the the birth birth of of Venus. Venus. (laughs) (laughs) So my next painting is actually several paintings. You could really pick any one. We've talked about these Claude Monet paintings. Ah. Um, And it is Claude Monet's paintings of water lilies. So, like I said, I can't remember how many I told you from, like, how many episodes back. There was, like, over 200. Yeah, lots. And I, to, to put it very, very plain terms, they are just simply beautiful. They're very, they portray so much detail with actually, there's no blending. It is just simple brushstrokes and, like, dropping the paint on the canvas. It just, I love it. And there's so many of them. And they look, you know, they're the, the water lilies first off. And, like, this one is, I think it's, like, Monet's Japanese bridge. Ooh. And it's, like, so it's got bridges and the parks. And, like, there's some that are really close up of the water lilies as well. And it's just, they're, it's so serene. I just love all the colors with it, too. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you know, like, when you first look at the piece, you feel very green because it's very green. The mm-hmm. trees, the plants, the, the, the reflection of the trees and the plants off the water, the water lilies themselves. But when you look closer, you can see the yellow and pinks of the lilies blooming. You can see the red undertones and yeah. you can see the blue shadings and stuff. So it's very, very beautiful. So those are my favorite. I love them. I'm sure there's tons. Obviously, we talked about you know earlier the symbolism. Water was very, very important to, uh, to like earlier civilizations and stuff. So obviously, there's tons and tons and tons of art 
art featuring water. These are just two of the ones that stand out to me. Love it. Okay, so next I'm going to talk about a 2021 Versace fashion show in Milan for Milan Fashion Week. Ooh, 2021. I know. Recent. Very recent. <laughs> um, so it was aquatic themed. Ooh. And it was You from- know, okay, me and you both, we love the themed thing. Oh, shit. And you especially, you throw in like aquatic water, sea, sea animals, mm-hmm. anything. Fuck it, we're down. Fucks me up. I love ocean life. Like I my, know you do. My favorite shit as a kid was always ocean life. Like, yes. mm, still yes. is, I guess. But yeah. Um, and so Donatella Versace is the head designer. Donatella, whatever. I said that twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was kind of talking about, because, you know, 2021, saying how, and she quoted the show talking about, nobody needs a lot right now. But uh, don't forget the glamour, the supermodels, the hair, and the makeup. So it's just kind of coming out of the pandemic. Like, kind of just fun. Yeah, like let's just have fun. You know, let's kind of get back to the the dress up of it all, the camp yeah, of it yeah. all, and let's just like try to enjoy ourselves. Um, Almost seems more like coming at it from obviously in high fashion. The goal is not necessarily wearability. Yeah, but like, l- like it's just like let's take like a super themed fun take on like care more about the art of it and yeah. less about the wearability of it. Yes. And so the show set was comprised of sandy beach bed catwalks oh, bathed in yes. blue light with fallen columns, like the decaying arches and Not remains. That. It's, it's it. like a, inside a fish tank. It <laughs> really is. The underwater city um, providing seating for a handful of employees. So they did this show just for like the people who made make the shows happen, which mm. I thought was so nice because like imagine working for like Versace for so long and like being in all the production and doing all the stage stuff and, you never and then you have to hide it. in the back yeah. for all the celebrities to come and watch it but now this time you did all of it and you're kind of doing it for you like mm-hmm. a little bit of self love for you and your company I was like how cute it is cute um she talked about how it felt appropriate to hold the show behind closed doors um it's a beautiful gift and experience to people who work so hard um they're kind of dreaming of another world and escapism these two concepts are related, but while they dreamed a world better, a place for everyone, we still, they had to start building it. So um, let's take a look at some of this like full, colorful, upbeat. So the first um, uh, dress that we have here, fucking love it. It's what you... so adorable. Oh, so it is. I, I have to say, I, I think my favorite part is the boob part. Oh, yeah. Like that beading is really cute. It is. I fucking love it. I, I just, so it's a nice skin tight dress. It has a nice slit up. Um, it's not that long of a dress. It's got really nice beading around the boobs. You definitely gotta check out the Instagram to like reference to it. And it has a giant starfish like kind of draping across like the side and like stretching. I love how the design is not just in the front or not just in the back of the starfish. I like how it kind of goes all the way around. Like wraps around. Yes. Her. Yeah. There's more starfish and stuff. Um, and then in this article, they're kind of giving me fun facts about like starfish and stuff. So I'm going to read it to you. Oh, yeah. Starfish have no brains. <laughs> <laughs> Not Patrick. Uh, I didn't think of that. No blood and no eyes. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, no, wait, no. No blood and eyes at the each of the at the end of each of their arms. Oh, my God. It's literally psychotic. Like that, that reminds me. Um, Taylor and I were talking about biblically accurate angels. That's how I'm <laughs> going. That just reminds me of them. You've seen pictures, right? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, you can keep talking. I'm finding okay. a biblically accurate angel. Okay. So, although there are more than 2,000 species, species, 
They're largely solitary creatures spending their lives crawling along the scabbed, the seabed. Oh my God. <laughs> crawling along the seabed and eating what they can find en route by extending their flexible stomachs out and beyond their bodies to dissolve and digest. Um, clams, mussels, oysters, and more. Some more look pearled, spiked, or polka dotted, while others can be decked out in maximal list of colors. And colors like bright blue, bubblegum pink, orange, purple. They're striking creatures, and it's no wonder the fashion world loves them. Aww. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's why they always say, like, like do not be afraid. That's, like, the first thing they say yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Like a like, giant eye with feathers coming down at you. Yeah, and, like, a million eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Angels. <laughs> <laughs> next. Google that for yourselves, people. All right, this next one. Um, they're talking about it's like the ocean's treasures is what they're talking oh. about. They've always offered great riches to designers, shells, nets, sharks, waves, reefs, seaweed, coral, creatures of the deep. Um, I'll keep. What do you think about this? Um, I'm looking at the one with the orange jacket, right? Yes. Yep. Um, it is fun. I wouldn't think I don't think it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle to like like kind of clashing colors a lot so i'm just i'm really picky about it i think the jacket is cute like i think that part kind of the matching matchy because what is she wearing pants that match to yeah i think so um i i think what ruins it for me is the green top with the red bra and like the the pink i can only assume kind of underwear short things that she's wearing yeah the pink ones don't don't look too terrible because it's also you can see it in the starfish on the jacket it's the green and the red yeah well yeah. the green goes with the purse you see but i don't like that either i think uh. it would have looked much better if it were bl- that blue Ooh. If, the, if it were because even then the red would have looked fine because you can see bits of red in the jacket in the jacket so if that green were that blue were the blue from the starfish in the jacket instead gotcha. i would love it so much more but I, I love the jewelry she's wearing with it though oh yeah i that appreciate it yeah. for what it is but i would like i don't know i'm not a huge fan of this i just love that dress yeah. more and it's like oh okay this is cute there's like a time and place for this jacket, but I just don't think I'll yeah. ever be in that place or time. No, yeah, I don't think I would ever wear it, but mm-hmm. I think there there are those people who could pull it off, especially with like kind of the oversized look. And maybe if you wear one thing, like you don't necessarily wear the pants oh, and the shirt, oh, the yeah. jacket, but you wear like just the jacket with just the pants. Like the cute trend of women where it's like they don't wear anything on it's just the jacket, no brown or nothing. Yeah, and your boots like kind of peek out, and yeah. then like you have some cute like shorts or whatever. That would be fun. Um, they kind of talk about the aesthetic and the symbolic potential founded in the sea is vast. Sometimes the plundering is relatively straightforward. The fan lines from the scalloped shell or the gauzy movement of a jellyfish translate perfectly into the patterns and the silhouettes of fabric in motion. The imaginative possibilities abound too. To the sea, the vast, unknowable, volatile, 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 volatile. You know, I was typing these notes, and I was like, I can read. I know that word. And I'm like, I'm, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, I do that all the time. You can read it perfectly in your head. Oh, yeah. You can't fucking say I it. I even, like, so I'm like, Vitae. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think I just get here, and it's like, I don't know how to read. You leave your brain at the door when oh, you come I in. So <laughs> I so do. But, you know, just kind of, um, just really talking about the whole, like, sea and the way it moves and the vastness yeah. and unknowingness. I, I have that. to say, mm-hmm. okay, I love the touch of, like, the wet hair look. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of it normally, but in this context, that's kind of a nice touch. Oh, yeah, it's to, so to cute. To have the models look like their hair is wet. Also, the wet hair look is good when it's done good, but yeah. when it's done no. bad, it's done yeah. bad. Yeah. 
It just looks, you just look greasy then. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just like, shit. Okay, next look. It's very, um, like, it's got the starfish kind of patterns and stuff. I do say I really like the jacket. Mm-hmm. But it's really, jacket, same type of pattern on the pants. But I really like the jacket. <laughs> I like the jacket, too. I think, I mean, I don't know. I always struggle. I don't want to, obviously, we don't know what the designer was thinking exactly when they mm-hmm. were designing this. So I could, you could read this as they were trying for a bit more of a masculine look. But I think the fabric and the idea of the water would have looked better with like maybe like a kind of a ruffly skirt, like a skirt that kind of hangs but has like the ruffles on the edge or even a wider legged pant. Oh, yeah. Something like, you know, like kind of flowy. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you had more of that motion, the bottoms would look much better, even in the same fucking print. And I feel like almost that's why I'm almost so attracted to the sleeves of this and the yeah, jacket because it's more poofy. Are, yeah. and I also like the purses. I kind of like what she's doing. I like how it's like kind of like the beading on top almost and they got the like turtle tag. Mm-hmm. I think those purses are fun. I think they are too. Um, I, I think they look a bit much compared with this. Oh, but yeah. if you pull it out and put, put it on somebody who's wearing just like black and white or something, it'd look cute. Yes. Um. So the, she kind of talked about also within the show that lockdown kind of like steeled and put in stone her resolve to make everything sustainable and mm-hmm. she's like that's my next war i'm um, talking about how you're gonna have this fabulous ombre uh, swimwear during the spring catwalk like all these the organic fibers recycled polyester polymade jerseys this different fabrics from made from organic cotton and you don't forget the final final touch that you know the the shell necklaces and it's kind of like that 90s boy band, like your 90s boy band crush used to wear. Yeah. And it's like bringing back all the things you love, but doing it sustainable. Yeah. And she's like, and I think it's so fitting. She did that with like her ocean line. Yep. And so I just, I just love that. It's like, you know what? After this pandemic, we really got to get our shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, Donatella. Um, I think this is our last, okay, kind of. So one of our, the last one from this show, we have this, uh dress is it a dress i think so yeah, it looks like a dress looks like a dress kind of dress moment it's got the starfish again some seashells i have to say uh-huh surprisingly i find it very cute i think that's a vest on top that orange yeah it definitely is it's like they should put a vest on top of it which i think that's a fun concept and then i like the orange purse uh-huh it flows a lot more yes but no yes very cute i love the heels you know, oh, yes. I hate heels myself, but God, I love it when other people wear heels. Like, if you, like when other people, I'm like, shit, you look so good. It's like, get it. I really like how it's like super neon green at the top and then the heels are neon green and mm-hmm. it kind of helps the eye flow. I think it's cute. I really do like the um, kind of the vest pinched thing in yeah. the front. I think that'd be so fun. <gasps> we should make one. What, a vest? Yeah. Like, it's so cute. Like, I'm just thinking like. Imagine wearing like a jumpsuit, like a like a black jumpsuit or whatever. Then well, you have at that, that point, like almost the, like a corset with that vest like that, it's almost like when people wear like kind of like the harnesses. Then yes, yeah, that's exactly. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I, I like didn't that notice blue. that when I put it on there. <laughs> the blue is like like ultramarine electric blue. Oh yeah, very nice. And then this is the last photo we have. So um, look at this photo and. So this 2020 collection was inspired by a 1992 collection. Does this dress kind of remind you of anything that we've seen? Like today? Yes. I mean, the beading on the top looks a lot like the one 
the first one we looked at. Yes, that was like the the direct. inspiration. Yeah. Well, like this whole like they did like an undersea collection in 1992, and then that was like that the first dress we saw is the was this dress from 1992 revamped oh yeah cute yeah i think the bows on this one you know they kind of take away from the theme a little bit it definitely gives me 90s though yeah well like especially since i don't know they didn't it would have looked cute if they had added added more frills or take away the bow yeah and they just kind of talked about like um this 92 collection kind of giving you the splashy corals seahorses they did more like tropical fish prints whereas a lot this one was more like shells and starfish this is more like fish um but they had the rhinestone starfish this is tresor de la mure that was french and i do not speak french so <laughs> um but these prints appeared on the summer spring of 1992 donatella donatella also referred to this collection designed by her late brother giovanni and it was modeled by like some big people like Cindy um, Schieffer, Naomi Campbell, all these big people. And it's talking about like the big bejeweled clamshell bodice on the mini dress. And um, her brother talked about in this collection that fashion no longer feels about day and night. That it's about how you feel, what you are, and how you express yourself. And today women have to have the confidence to mix extremes of opposites. And so I just kind of really felt like... Both of them were, like, it's bigger than fashion with, like, the collection in 1992 yeah. and, two, and 2021. And it just, I don't know, just, like, it was a nice echo, I felt. And the fact yeah. that, like, her brother's not here anymore and just kind of could bring it back. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I was really surprised to find this in my research. It is cute, yeah. And next, we have the history of the mermaid dress. You excited? <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking at me. Um, I, I personally... I would never wear a mermaid dress myself, uh-huh. but I love drawing them. Like, I draw them all the time. They're so, like, elegant. Yeah. And I, like, respect them a lot. And I was looking. I'm like, all right, we're going to find, like, a fat arm. definitely do microplastics. We're going to find, like, some fashion that's water. And I'm like, it's called the mermaid dress. And we're doing water. We got to find the history of this shit. So, here we go. The mermaid dress first appeared at the end of the 19th century, more pinpoint, 1877. So it's, I figured it wasn't super old, but it kind of made sense. At the time when fashion was transforming to maxim, like maximalist and kind of widen um, and just kind of getting more fabric and, you know, really think about it. I feel like this is like with part, you know, history goes in highs and lows. And this yeah. is really hitting the high before we get into the First World War of, like, 1915. And so, very enjoying that. Women wore corsets that embraced their hips and at the back of their legs, which limited their movement and forced them to take really small steps in walking. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, could you imagine that? That would suck. Your corset, like, kind of goes down the back of your legs. Ew. I'd be like, imagine having to pee. I don't, I'm not sure I could get anything over my ass. Not gonna lie, damn. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having epiphanies as we talk yeah. about this. Um, so made in the early 1880s, magazines began to promote suits with puffy flanks that were made as castonos, which indicated much more than the marked silhouette and waist and a tail quite similar to a fish's tail. So we have, I think we had the first photo, was kind of like the old vintage-looking mermaid dresses. Yeah. What, what one are you referring to in the... Now I'm referring to the next one. <laughs> I skipped over that one. You're referring to the one in black and white? Yes. One in black and white? Okay. 
So like that, and it's like that was their first like kind of mermaid s style. Yeah, I like that. I love that look of like the the like just barely brushing the floor in the front and then like the long mm-hmm. in the back. I like that. So I also much. like how that one has it almost like pinned up, and mm-hmm. then her skirt underneath is like roughly so it like fans out more. Yeah. Um. Then we got the next photo, and that's more of like the ruffles and like layering with it, and it kind of talks about like however it was until 1930. That designer Marcel Rochez popularized the mermaid dressed in Hautier Couture catwalks. One of the most iconic moments of the mermaid silhouette was when a Swedish model named Lisa von Schurdgervjapin. <laughs> you don't come here to hear shit pronounced right, okay? And it's like, I typed these notes up a hot minute ago, so it's like, pfft. even if I didn't know how to say it, it's gone. She's gone. Um, it was photographed by her husband, Irving Penn. Is this the next photo, the last photo? Um. No. Is that my last photo? Yes, I believe it's my last photo. Um, for the September issue of Vogue in 1950. And the September issue of Vogue is like the issue. Do you is know it- about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why September? <laughs> I don't. I, I, you know, I know I did a report on it years ago yeah all i know is september is the month for vogue if you look at if you have a year of vogue magazines stay next to each other they're all like magazine length then you get the september it's like a fucking dictionary why they make it huge september is their month <laughs> that is so weird and it's like <laughs> no to be i did featured not featured on a magazine to be a vogue cover is an honor but the september issue shh not Sit the down. September issue. It is just like it's the September issue of Vogue. It's like, oh, I honestly feel like because Vogue puts on the Met Gala in May, they had to have something like on the opposite end of the like calendar year oh, to like balance yeah, it yeah. out. Like they couldn't put that big issue anywhere else because they're trying to get the Met Gala going. Yes, I um, but yes. So from on there, the Mary dresses became the favorite dresses of Hollywood actress like Marilyn Monroe, Rita Hayworth. Um, Dorothy Dambridge, Dambridge, sorry, whatever. But the mermaid dress is still one of the top choices among women today. Nowadays, the design is worn to red carpets, parties, and weddings. It is a sensuality combined with femininity. It never loses its elegance, and it's always become the safe choice for every occasion. And that is the history of the mermaid dress. We can go back and look at some of the older ones. I love like the first picture with like kind yeah. of the black and the white. With the, I love the scalloped over them, the super yes. like ruffly. Yes, I think that one's probably my favorite one of all the ones that I'm looking at. Although the the your last one, the like first one photographed by her husband or whatever, uh-huh. I like the fabric of the like tail part. Yes, it I, looks very actually mermaid tail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like how it kind of comes up, like to a point. In yeah, front, you know, yeah, yeah. it's I a like bit that. of an asymmetric. And I've seen um, that meeting. people do that in the back then too. Oh yeah, like yeah. where they do, yeah, like it kind of comes up in the back. So when they walk, the tail, like like that part, like kind of comes like like drapes farther out. I like that look too. Yes. So that was the history of the mermaid dress. That is very nice. Like I said, I would never wear one personally, but I think they are adorable. Okay, so now we are gonna go on to, um. You could add on yourself, but I had my personal thoughts and feelings on water. Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So first, um, I have serene and beautiful because I, so like I live in a town where there's a river and I walk across the bridge 
well, not every day anymore since I hurt my foot, but yeah. I walk across it all the time. And it is like my favorite part of the walk is walking across um, the rail bridge, the rail trail bridge, because there's no cars on it. And so it's just, it's quiet and you feel the breeze and Ugh. you can see the trees and it's so beautiful. And it just, oh, I love it all times of the year, winter, spring, summer, fall, all of it. Gorgeous. And next, I love how like vast and powerful it feels. Um, large bodies of water simultaneously leave me like um in awe and also scare the fucking shit out of me. Cause it's just the more like you you just look at it and you're like wow I'm so small, and then you start thinking about how small you are and how big the water next to you is, and then it, I'm like oh fuck. I've always loved the water, and I've never been, like, scared of it before. Yeah. Which is honestly ignorant of me. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you not be scared of water? But TikTok's slowly making me, like, maybe I should be more fearful. Because it's always, like, like, big things in the the, ocean. The, like, megalophobia one pictures. Yeah. And they're just, like, you know, like, that one audio. And it's, like, shit in the ocean we didn't realize. Yeah. so big. And I'm just, like, ugh. Ugh." Yeah. Or, like, there's this one where it's, like, a a fucking, like, weird octopus. (laughs) No, it's, like, a squid. And they drew it. The Kraken? No, it's, like, a squid. And it's got, like, a giant head. And then it's got, like, super spider arms. (gasps) It's fucking huge. But it has, like, really, really, really long legs. Really, really long legs. Yeah. And it's, like, I saw that TikTok. And it's, like, at first someone drew it with, like, a human torso. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, then it, and then they showed it on the TikTok, and I was like, oh my god, it doesn't actually look like that. But I was like, and then someone's like, why'd they draw a human torso? Someone put a comment, they're like, to kind of like make it even more scary, like humanoid. And it's just more of like a giant fucking head, and it's got like, it has like, almost like shoulders, it looks yeah, like that. Yeah. And then it, but it's just like long No, sticks. that's scary. Oh, terrifying. But I'm slowly realizing maybe I should be a bit more scared. Yeah, it's funny. Also that with national parks. Yeah, no. The more I hear about people mysteriously going missing in them, and like, that oh scares God. me. There's just some things where it's like, why would I be scared of the national parks? Because I like, I my house has like a timber right behind it. It's the tiniest little no, timber. No, I have I have a, a a point to it's it's like kind of along the national park thing. I was watching this video today. Yeah. And um, you're not supposed to say it like what they're called, so I don't want to. But um, it's are they a, called like, flesh pedestrians? Yeah. 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 Um, and it was a video of this guy's like, oh, you know, he was riding his horse mm-hmm. and, um, and he could hear it. It was like, like, Hey, Hey. And like the horse freaked out. Yeah. And somebody in the comments was like, nah, when, when animals freak out in the videos, I like, mm-hmm. I don't fuck around with it. Yeah. And like the horse like freaked out and then they like, they, then like they turned the horse around and they took off running. And I'm like, that scares the fuck fucking shit out of me stories about flesh pedestrians and i know that's like a really triggering thing so i'm not gonna actually say it if you don't know it you can google it i'm sure you'll figure it out um i listen to a lot of paranormal like spooky podcast stuff and when i hear some stories i like kind of lose my shit and it's like they're in the park system and it's like yeah no no and i watched that video this morning oh at like nine in the morning and i got goosebumps and i was scared the it was bright as day. It is sunny. It is beautiful. I am in my and I home. Am, I, I'm in my home with a cat sitting on me, and I just shit my pants because it freaked me out so much. But, but yes. there's still a part of me that's like, don't be scared of it, Milena. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part of you that wants to die, apparently, huh? 
mainly the ocean because it's like i'll see something yeah. that, like ocean that i'm like freaked out it's like don't be scared you love the ocean you love the water no it's be like, scared be scared a I little should be if, if you're not like, scared at all of the ocean you there's actually something wrong with you but anyway, yeah. this, this all kind of leads me to my last point is it's very is that um, water, specifically the ocean, can be very dark and ominous. Yeah. So, like, the deep ocean and ultra ocean creatures freak me the absolute fuck out. Okay. I hate thinking about it. Like, I <laughs> hate it so much. There is no way that there's not mermaids. I'm going to say <laughs> it. <laughs> I and definitely think if there if there isn't now, there there definitely has been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's like it wouldn't surprise me if we killed them all already. Oh no, they're scary. No, mermaids are disgusting. They're like, yeah, they're gonna be like really gross demon webbed scaly. And they're not going they're not going to be very humanoid, really. I don't know. No, I think maybe it might have some fins that kind of look like hair. It might have like, you know, the head and torso ish type of thing, but they're not gonna be super humanoid. They're not gonna be beautiful. And it's, like, I kind of firmly believe that because, like, there's yeah. so much we don't know. Yeah. And it's, like, maybe they used to be pretty then they had no, to go, like, I, live down deep. And well, they probably adapt. got they probably got uglier as time went on as yeah. we became the fuckheads we and are. And we had to became vicious so we could, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, next thing about my personal thoughts and feelings on water is um, my favorite places with water. Mm-hmm. So there's a – it's not a very long list, but um, I have Dunning Spring. Okay. And Dubuque. Have you been there? No, I have not. It's very beautiful. So it's this little spring and it has a really like big waterfall for Iowa. Okay. And it's very lovely and you can, it has some cute, a cute bridge you can walk across and then take, walk some stairs up and you can see the, where it comes out of the like little cave and stuff. It's very beautiful. Uh-huh. And when you go on like a really warm day, it's this natural spring. So there's kind of misty. Oh. Yeah, it's cute. I'll have to, hunt, I'll have to look it up for you. Next, Mississippi River. I've seen the Mississippi River at a few points now in Iowa. A and few I points. like probably like it. a dozen times in your life. Oh, I've no, I've been there. No, a few points along the river. I've oh. been there. I'm there all the time. Yeah. But um, like, so we modest. used to have a boat and we were on it and it was, I loved being on it. It was so cool. And you'd get just such a feeling of a little bit of like how small you are because mm-hmm. like we were on it enjoying the Mississippi River in Iowa, but and I don't even know how long it takes the water to travel down the Mississippi, but, like, this water that I am, you know, playing in, whatever, will eventually be in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And that is just a bonkers feeling to me. So it just, like, that was, it was so cool. And it's, like, so wide at the point where we are. And it's, you can, it's fun. You We were, we were like, tubing and swimming. And it was great. Side note, me and my siblings always kind of, like, I don't want to say complain, but just, like, like, God, we wish we were river people. Because you, like, you have to have a boat to be a river person. And, like, yeah. you don't have a boat. Or, like, where was it? God, we wish you were something. Because here in Iowa, it's a pretty outdoorsy type of, like, yeah. living. Especially in the summer. Especially in the summer. Like, in the summer, you're either, you're if you're a river person, you're going to the Mississippi every weekend. Or you're a camping or person. Or you're a camping person, you're camping every weekend. Yeah. We are none of those. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sad. I'm not really any of those right now, but I used to be both. Yeah. Because we used to have a boat, like my family did. And then, um... And then we do have a camper. And, like, Taylor and I bought a tent and stuff. But, like, it's expensive to collect all the camping stuff. Oh, yeah. So we have, like, we could probably manage by ourselves, but it wouldn't be easy. So we like to go camping when, like, my family goes camping. And right now they only camp once a year. I mean, it's for two weeks. But, yeah. like, it's only once a year. And that's really a bummer. But hopefully we'll be able to go more. Um, Next, anywhere where you drive over lots of water. 
like across um, dams and big bridges. So there's like the Sailorville Lake. Have you ever been there? No. Um, there's a big dam there. It's really cool because then you can actually go down on the side where there's like not the, a lot of water and there's gotcha. like a spillway and you can see all the water like rushing out. It's so cool. And then there's a big bridge on the way to Des Moines, I think. Oh, yes. I yeah. like that one. I know um, and then do you remember it was like a land bridgey kind of thing? I don't know. We crossed it on the bus going to Florida. Like when we were going, maybe we were going to the beach that day. I don't know. But it was like water on both sides of the bus. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. You know, that's my favorite thing. I, um, I also, the bridge going from Wisconsin, Iowa to Wisconsin. Oh, yes. Those bridges, yes. Or like to Illinois, popping over there. Those are fun. Yep. I love those. Um, and then little springs and creeks and stuff. Like, oh, they're, yeah. like, they're, like, little, and they're just going over all these little rocks and stuff. And there's, Those like, the little tiny waterfalls. Like, there's the one at um, Pikes Peak. Yeah. The little tiny spring and stuff and stuff drips down that, that waterfall. Um, and then um, this campground. I think it is George Wythe. Yeah. But I cannot remember for sure. In my childhood, there was a bike trail. And it went by these, like, ponds or lakes or something. And it was, it was like, covered in lily pads. And huh. it, they were, like, flowering. And it was so beautiful. And it was before we all had, like, phones and, iP- and iPod touches and stuff. So I, I had no pictures of it. I just remember all of us riding our bikes on this trail. And, like, we couldn't go too far because, like, it was a really long trail. would go on for miles and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. we'd ride it to that little pond. And there was, like, a little jetty that we'd go out on. And, like, we'd be in the middle. And, like, some people could go fish off of it and stuff. But it was so beautiful. Hmm. Have to find it again. At Fontana Park, they have in the back by the bison. They have, like, the fishing areas, and they made little peninsulas so you can go out and there's, like, yeah. picnic tables. I love that. That's cute. I we'll know. usually spend, like, a Father's Day there, like, fishing and just, like, having a picnic. I have my last final question. Oh, okay. But I have, that was all for the personal thoughts and feelings on water and beaches. My last point is your favorite sense when it comes to experiencing water. So you've got smell, sight, sound, Drowning. taste, touch. <laughs> So my personal tale, and I were actually just talking about this, that's why I came up with it. Mine is sight and touch. I love looking okay. at it, and I like doing it because I love swimming. <laughs> um, Talon's is sound. He likes listening to it. That's a good one. What about you? My dumbass thought taste. <laughs> 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 like drinking water. <laughs> um, drinking water is shit. <laughs> it's definitely feel like touch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go taste and touch. <laughs> The taste of it when I, the feel of it when I'm in it, and the taste of it when I'm drowning. <laughs> exactly. I don't like. I don't drink much of anything besides water. Yeah. And water just really hits the it spot hits for me. That fucking spot. <laughs> so it's like I love it. I don't like water too cold, but like out of the Brita, but no ice. Great. Um. Anyway, so that is. Do you have any other points you want to take? I do hit? not. That is our take on water i hope you enjoyed our vision on water wow beautiful it was a good talk i think so we will talk talk about to talk to you later but you'll listen to us later yes and you can find pictures for the episode at the visionaries podcast on instagram where we'll post pictures for episodes and connect with us at the visionaries podcast at gmail.com Send us an email. You maybe send. I was gonna say send us a hate mail, but <laughs> we prefer you didn't. <laughs> I really just want to get an email, and damn it. You know what? We'll let you send us a hate mail if you listen to every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and in the hate mail, you gotta give like proof from each episode. Yeah. Cite so, it. Cite your sources. Cite your sources. Damn it. But yeah, would you rather's suggestions, things you want to see. Um, but yeah, but for me, Melena, for my shop, you can find me at Etsy, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at Estella Styled. For updates on my creative personal projects, you can follow that journey at TikTok at Melena Lena 23. 
Abigail. That's nice. You can find all of my crap at my Instagram, abigail.marie.arts. From there, you can use my link tree to find all of my socials, TikTok, YouTube, both Instagrams, and my Etsy shop. Nice. Thank you for sharing our vision with us. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>